Okay, welcome back to episode 27 of Three Questions Podcast. My name is Cam. Today, I have our second guest ever. This is Howie Hecht, principal at Ad Sciences in Boston, Massachusetts. I've known Howie for a long time. Great friend. We've gone to a Celtics game together. We've met numerous times over the years. And of course, the first 50 episodes of Three Questions Podcast is being brought to you by Ad Sciences. I will let Howie explain more about what Ad Sciences is specifically, but he is here to answer three very specific questions about his career, about starting a business, and about how to sort of advertise online and optimize different things. Howie, how are you? I'm doing great, Cam. Thanks so much for having me today. My pleasure. Honestly, it's great. I want to get more guests on the podcast. I just had a load of new questions coming in from people that are listening. A lot of them are my clients, and hopefully we can sort of bring more experts and professionals to help people sort of better their businesses and their lives. I just want to help people make more money and get them to do the things that they want to do most in life. And I know you've been a huge advocate of that too. You have a growing family, you have a growing business. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit uh, a background and about what it is that you do on your day-to-day right now? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Cam. Um, so Ad Sciences is a service that um, my company Appenite offers. Ad Sciences is a data science approach to running successful ad campaigns. And you know what that re- that's a lot of buzzwords. What that really means is running the best campaign possible, making data-driven decisions, testing what works when it comes to different ads and creative against different audiences and learning from that and moving the budget to the things that work and doing that quickly, iterating on it and and constantly improving the results. Um, in order to do that, you need to be able to measure how things are working and you need to measure them with business metrics, not just advertising metrics like cost per click and click-through rate, uh, but business metrics like what your what's your return on ad spend, what's your cost per new customer acquisition, what's the lifetime value, what's the the, uh, the net profit on an ad. And some of those are metrics that you can't get out of the, the uh, advertising platforms natively. We've built that into our ad sciences platform. And we, we work directly with advertisers as well as agencies, uh, all sorts of different ways to partner with us. That's awesome. And I know everybody who's listening to this podcast has seen things on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Twitter, right? And then we do the one click and then we're on some rabbit hole and we purchase things from China that show up, you know, 21 to 28 days later to, in our mailbox. So everyone knows that uh, the online experience of shopping or the one click shopping and everything from the advance of Apple Pay to just having a digital wallet, it's its a dangerous game. And for a long time, the e-commerce industry was was not up to par with retail, even maybe five, 10 years ago. And now it's greatly exceeded that. I don't know the exact numbers, but you help businesses grow their e-commerce platforms, right? That's always what I've told clients. Yeah, we, we help both uh, B2B as well as B2C businesses um, do more of what they need to do, which is sell more, sell it at a better return or bring in more leads, bring in more high quality leads, not the time wasters mm-hmm. uh, and and grow their business, like you said. Cool. 
Well, I want to hop to the questions. If you want, if you don't hit on anything specific in the questions, I want you to tell exactly how people can get a hold of you at the end. And I, that way that they kind of leave this podcast with like, okay, I gotta, I gotta talk to how he's a smart guy. Are you ready? Cause I'm going to start my watch as soon as I ask the questions. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay. So question number one, I want to know Howie, what are the three main lessons that stick out from your life and your career thus far? Yeah. Uh, not exactly a toss up there. Um, uh, the first thing I would say is kind of exactly what you're doing right now, which is ask questions, ask more questions and spend a lot of time listening. Um, I think that a lot of people are just more interested in, in let's say too many people are too interested in telling people what they want to tell them without understanding necessarily who they're talking to and what they need to hear. And that kind of goes into the second thing, which is ask how you can be helpful. Sometimes rather than trying to sell somebody on something, it's just better to say, you know, how, how can I help and hear it directly from them? And then you might have to ask them more questions about how you can help because you might still be speaking two different languages, so to speak. Um, and then lastly, more of just kind of a general thing, I'd say, Trust your gut, like make an informed decision. But if you have a feeling about something one way or the other, be open to the possibilities, but trust your, trust your initial impression and your gut on how you think things are going to go. Mm. I love that. And you're a minute and 30 seconds in. So I want to know what specific examples that you have gone through in your life, whether that's you know, a job transition, a uh, end of a relationship, moving to a new place. I mean, everyone has these, you know, events within their lives that cause us to sort of look at things in a new way or increase our intuition or lengthen our awareness so that we're able to sort of look back and have 2020 vision with the mistakes and or the decisions that we made. Are there things, right? And I wrote these down. You said, listen, and then you said, ask how you can help and also trust your gut. Are there any examples that you'd be willing to share in the next three minutes that maybe affirm some of those things for you? Um, yeah, um, let's see. You know, uh, we get about, almost all of our new business comes from referrals. And a lot of times when somebody's made a referral to our advertising service, um, so I'm, I'm the one who handles new business, I always speak to them. It isn't always clear as to exactly how we can help, uh, how my I can help, how my company can help. And sometimes it's not just about selling them on our services, but but doing the right thing for, for the company themselves. Um, an example of this is um, someone made a referral recently, and as much as I would have loved to sign up a new client, it just wasn't the right thing for them. Uh, it's too early on in the business. Uh, I'm happy to help them get some stuff set up on their own and just be helpful, but just selling them something that was too early and that they don't need right now would have been a disservice to them. I think that kind of honesty in business is rare these days. 
it's very noble to have that right so i'm glad that you can sort of take these three lessons and again number one was listen number two was always ask how you can help and then number three was trust your gut so it seems like you've been really attuned to being able to trust your gut in your professional career would you agree yeah yeah i try to and you know um as far as i'm concerned reputation is everything right so mislead somebody if first of all you i would feel bad about it i would never do it intentionally but word would get around and there there goes all trust right that's it's just not worth it yeah it's funny how your word and your actions can can build or break your trust within seconds you know so uh, those are excellent points, right? Let's stop. Let's stop that right for right there. I want to hop directly into question number two. And question number two is: What are the three things you have consistently seen when it comes to businesses advertising online through social media? Yeah. So um, there's there's a few different ways to look at that. Um, one of the things that I constantly see are businesses who have tried advertising on social media. And, you know, we, we concentrate specifically on meta on Facebook and Instagram. And one of the things that I see way too often is a company that's tried it and they tried it using either, you know, a friend or a neighbor or hired an agency. And it turned out that everything that was created wasn't in the company's accounts. And, they they just to put it in perspective the company paid money to do some advertising doesn't own the advertising account doesn't own any of the results of that advertising and doesn't own any of the data that came back to t- help them do advertising better the next time you know learn from every dollar and the problem there is uh, you never want to start from scratch uh, when you're when you're running an ad campaign you want to do it in an informed way and you want to learn from everything the company's done previously even if you think you can do it better you don't want to make any assumptions and you you don't want to fall into the same traps that the previous company may have fallen into and unfortunately there's a lot of unscrupulous agencies out there that'll kind of set people up with their accounts thinking they're theirs but the agency actually owns it and part of the way that part of the reason they do that is so that there's a cost of switching they think that you're you're going to be locked in, and it, it's unfortunate. But whenever we encounter that situation, whether it's a prospect or a client, we get them set up with their own accounts. I have a deep background in the data security world, and so from my perspective, it's very important that a client own their data. Um, related to that, it's making data-driven decisions. Once you start collecting data about, you know, which ads are working better for which audiences, which is the key to how ad sciences works, what we do is we find the right match between creative and the audiences that we're targeting. And we do so by measuring it along those business metrics I talked about earlier. Um, Making data-driven decisions is everything. I've got so many stories about... uh, founders, CEOs, CMOs, VPs of marketing, people who had some kind of an emotional attachment or hatred in some cases for a particular piece of ad creative that just sent the campaigns going in the wrong direction. Um, One example is 
uh, I'm, I'm going to not name the company, but there was a piece of creative that was produced by a, a previous agency that they, they just never tested. The CEO hated the image. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what the image is because I don't want it to be identifiable. Um, but the CEO hated the image so much that she prohibited the previous agency to run it. Uh, I got her to trust me and trust in our process that you should run all ads to all audiences to see what works instead of trying to predict and influence, you know, let, let your own preferences influence what, what you're running. Um, she agreed. And it turns out that years later, still, that ad is by far the best performer in the campaigns. It generated more than half the revenue of all the campaigns over years. And she never would have run it because she didn't like it. What we did was we, we asked her enough questions so that she realized that it didn't necessarily matter if she liked it. It mattered if the consumer liked it and if her customer liked it. Now, I will say that the, the image was on brand. It represented the brand well. We'll never put something out there that's embarrassing, but it's all about testing it and seeing what works and not trying to introduce a bias on your own. Um, the last thing I'll say is uh, get started yesterday. If you're not already advertising online, um, if you've got a website or any kind of an online presence, you've got to at least get the infrastructure set up. Uh, the biggest part of an ad campaign that, that brings in the leads, brings in the, the sales, that's the retargeting part. What's retargeting? Retargeting is when uh, everybody here, as I'm sure, experienced it. You've looked at a product on Amazon, on eBay, and then later that day, later in the week, you end up seeing a bunch of ads uh, for that. That's retargeting. All of you could do that as well. All of the listeners can do that with their with their businesses, with their sites. And um, I think it's all about the instrumentation, specifically the Facebook Pixel on the Facebook platform, as an example. Go ahead, Cam. Oh, I was going to say you bring up an amazing point: is that business owners do not know how much they are truly capable of doing with existing platforms. And I feel like that's why Ad Sciences is such a cool platform because you say, hey, you actually have all the power to do this, but we've been doing this for so long that we can navigate you through this most efficiently so that you're not wasting time. And I love that. I wrote that down. Learn from every dollar. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So and Cam, you know, the, the, the example that I give related to, you know, the retargeting, and I'll, I'll make it personal here. You know, on the CK Collective site, as an example, yeah. <laughs> everybody who goes to the contact us page, yeah. but doesn't actually fill out the form, you can put an ad in front of them because they've shown intent. They've shown that they want to talk to you by going to that page. They just mm -hmm. haven't taken the next step of filling it out. You can run ads to everybody who went to that page saying, book a yeah. time. Here's, here's my, here's my calendar link. Book a time. Let's talk. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because that has been like, I, I need to sit down and not have anything and anybody around for like eight to 10 hours so that I can finalize all of the back end things before I can do that. And wow. my, my clients listening are probably laughing because my the several different options that I have for coming on the podcast and getting coaching and CMO for hire, they're all three different platforms and they're all a mess and I need to. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. You're you're ahead of the curve because you're you've thrown it out there. It, Analysis paralysis is the worst thing. Yes. Uh, if 
you you've gotten over that hump by putting something out there already. So you're well ahead of the curve and let's schedule a time and, you know, figure out how to get, get you to the next level. That's not a problem at all. Yeah. All of my latest clients have all come to me from referrals. It's all just people talking to their friends and I, I'm forever grateful for everyone out there involved and in, in listening who's been a client or is going to be a client. But I want to hop to question number three before we get too carried away. And I'll give you the floor at the very end. Question number three is if you were starting a business today, what would you do and how would you do it? Yeah, sure. Um, I would put all the systems in place at the start. Uh, When you're starting a business, you just want to execute. You want to start getting stuff done. And it's in our, it's in our instinct to, to just, Say, oh, I'll, I'll get to that later. I'll put my CRM together later. I'll, you know, I'll get my ad campaign set up later. Do those things in advance. Those are the foundations for how you're going to run your business. Get them done in advance. Pick a CRM, get it set up, start collecting the data. Excuse me. Um, put in place the infrastructure you need, you know, when it comes to your website, everything. Get those systems in place that way when you do have a client you get that data in there when you do have a referral you get that in there that you can start to run the machine that does things like drip marketing on the email side for instance and keeps people aware of what you're working on Um, you know both of our businesses are very driven from referrals and I have found that the only way to actually get referrals is if you're actually top of mind. Uh, you need to keep in touch with people. We, our business itself, you know, it's almost like a shoemaker's kids type of thing. Um, we're quite a number of years into it and we just, we've experimented with it before in the past, but we just really went and treated ourselves like a, our own client and launched our own ad campaigns. And in advance of doing that, we ran some email campaigns and everybody's coming out of the woodwork now saying, that's right, I need to talk or I have a colleague who needs to talk to you or I have a friend who needs to talk to you. They need they need your help with the advertising. So getting those systems put in place and using them, uh, it'll pay back in spades. It's worth the time. Uh, again, another fantastic point is like, sometimes you have got to be your own client. Right. Like I started CK Collective when COVID happened and I got laid off and I was like, wait, I can teach people marketing and advertising, but I never do any marketing and advertising for myself in my own business. I like I feel super called out and embarrassed to even like say that on a podcast. But yeah. it's so true. Yeah, many- we're, we're, we're also interested in executing that, that we, we forget to take our own advice sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's just a Northeast thing. Like I know you've lived in boston and new england for for long enough to know that our our people are very strong willed okay and opinionated but you know there also needs to come a a time and a place for like understanding your own needs and and taking space so it's great that you say that it's an awesome reminder for entrepreneurs but the last part of that question right what would you do would it be a product would it be a service what do you think um that's a great question. So I think whatever it is, there needs to be some recurring revenue component of it that uh, lets you make money while you sleep. Um, 
time is a limited resource. It, you know, consulting businesses are great, but in the end, they, they are a grind. Um, if you have a way to monetize something on a recurring basis that doesn't require your time, uh, you, you've got to build that in and you, you've got to, I mean, that's, that's, that's the way to, to build wealth, I think, is to have recurring revenue that's scalable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, making money while you sleep, that's the whole goal because too many people, even myself included, who has a consulting company, I'm trading my time for money, okay? And I have toiled and, and built programs and I've recorded entire programs, 30-day programs, week-long, two-week programs, a whole thing on marketing and advertising. And I am terrified to post it because I don't really like being in the limelight. But at the same time, I have no options to make recurring revenue, right? So that's a great reminder for myself and for a lot of other people out there. I know so many business owners that I work with, they are toiling away, working 12, 16-hour days at their job, six, seven days a week. And they're just continuing to trade their time for money. Okay. And they don't have some of these recurring things or these automated processes on the back end that can upsell them and reach their customers when their customers can't be reached by them in person. Yep. So I think you you brought in a lot of really good points. That is exactly five minutes too. But I want to give you the floor to sort of say anything that you feel like wasn't said specifically about ad sciences or how to reach you or more about what you do. The floor is yours, Howie. Yeah, thanks, Cam. Um yeah, ad sciences is pretty easy to find. Um, it's it's. I'll warn everybody in advance. It's got too many S's in the name. It's ads ads plural, and then the word sciences plural. Uh, dot com. You can also search for my name, and assuming that the screen recording has our our names on it as well, then you'll see the URL uh, below my name there, uh, over there somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the number one thing I can offer to anybody is that if you've already done any advertising, you've got some campaigns going, whether they're, you know, a neighbor running them in-house or an agency, uh, we can do an ad sciences audit. And an ad sciences audit lets us analyze your campaigns in a read-only fashion and use our platform and our data science tools and algorithms to show you if and how they can be improved. And to be honest, it's it's kind of like a demo in disguise, but it's a demo using the client's actual data so that they they understand it, they're tuned into it, um, and it's it, it's the best sales tool I have because when you see how you can improve the campaigns, you you want to like people are clamoring to sign up after uh, an ad sciences audit, and I'll I'll give a spoiler alert and kind of a spoiler but it's also something to tempt people. We almost always find at least two things in an audit. We find ads that have shown promise and statistical significance that they will work. They have great stats and all the metrics look great, but they've either been turned off or have a very low budget assigned to them. And conversely, we almost always find the opposite, which are ads that have proven themselves long, long ago that they will never work, statistically proven themselves that they will not work. It costs too much to get a lead or a sale. 
they're not generating sales, they're not generating clicks, the click-through rate's not right, everything is wrong with them, but yet either they're still on or they've spent way too much before they got turned off. Um, we almost always find those things. We can show you where they exist in, you know, in, in an ad sciences audit in your own campaigns. And that's usually how we're able to get the best performance out of the campaigns out of anybody. We find those good matches and we move the budget to them and we turn off the, the ones that are not working. Nice. Yeah, that's really good to hear. I, I know we've talked about, you know, PPC type stuff, but I would let I would love to encourage anybody who has a small business, whether it's a product or service or some type of idea about recurring revenue to get in touch with Howie and Howie, what's the best way that people can reach you? Email, uh, LinkedIn? Yeah, um, email or LinkedIn. I'm easy to find either way. Um, email is really easy howie h-o-w-i-e at the name of the company is appanite a-p-p-a-n-i-t-e.com that's uh alpha papa papa alpha um i forgot what n is <laughs> november uh, november thank you november uh, indigo november tango. india tango echo.com exactly yeah. now you're speaking my language i love it um yeah. Okay. And I, I do want to say anybody who um, who heard me heard about ad sciences on the podcast, please, please let me know. Uh, I'd love to, you know, send Cam a thank you whenever I hear anybody uh, heard about me from him. Yeah, I mean, just seeing seeing the few clients that I referred to you back in the day when I lived in Boston, how well they did and how much they raved about you just made me even more of a believer. Right before the podcast recorded, we talked about reputation. And I feel like your reputation precedes you because anyone that is like, hey, I want to sell on social media. I'm like, hey, I got a guy. And even if you and I haven't talked in years, I'm like, I got a guy. It's still that you're always top of mind for that. I don't have anybody else and I'm not going to let anybody else on that list. So um, I really appreciate all the things that you do. And I hope a lot of people do come and find you very soon after listening to this. So um, we'll get you on again soon. But I just want to say thank you for your time this afternoon. and. That's it for episode 27. Thank you, Cam. All right. See you. Out.